This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hi, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Dr. Marie Killerby, an epidemiologist at CDC. We'll be discussing how Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS, can be transmitted from camels and between people. Welcome, Dr. Killerby. Hi, thanks very much for having me. So let's start off with what is MERS? So MERS stands for Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, which is a viral respiratory illness in humans caused by MERS coronavirus. The illness MERS can be mild or severe, and symptoms can include fever, cough, shortness of breath. And MERS was first reported in Saudi Arabia in 2012 and has since been reported in several other countries too. Is it related to SARS-CoV-2? So MERS coronavirus is related to SARS-Coronavirus 2 in that they're both beta coronaviruses. There are four main groups of coronaviruses known as alpha, beta, gamma, and delta. And there are many other beta coronaviruses including lots found in other animals such as cattle, horses, pigs, and mice. And there are also two other beta coronaviruses found in humans that cause symptoms similar to the common cold. Okay, so it was first detected in 2012. How many people have had it and how many people have died from it? So since it was first reported, there's been reports of over 2,400 people with MERS and over 800 of these people have died, which means about three to four of every 10 people infected with MERS have reported with MERS, sorry, have died. So are all these cases you mentioned sporadic or have there been actual outbreaks like this pandemic we're having now? So some of the cases are sporadic and we consider the cases sporadic when the virus is transmitted from a camel to a person, which has occurred multiple times. We also see outbreaks when the virus spreads among people in close contact. So these can occur, for example, in healthcare facilities. And one of the largest outbreaks of MERS occurred in South Korea in 2015 when one infected traveler from the Middle East caused a large outbreak of 186 cases. What are the symptoms of MERS? So the symptoms of MERS can range from very mild or almost no symptoms, or mild symptoms like the common cold, to severe respiratory illness with symptoms such as fever, cough, and shortness of breath. Some people have also had diarrhea and vomiting, and then severe complications can occur, such as pneumonia and kidney failure, and again can be severe, including death. So somewhat similar to what's going on with coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 right now. Somewhat similar, yes. We have seen a higher proportion of fatalities with MERS, but a much smaller number of people with MERS. Okay, so do we know why MERS has not become as highly contagious as SARS-2 has? Well, there could be many reasons. While they are both coronaviruses, there are differences between the two, and they do have different genetic codes. For example, the type of receptor MERS uses to bind onto cells and enter the human body is a different receptor than the, than the one SARS-Coronavirus-2 uses. So this and many other differences in the virus's genetic code can add up to differences in how the two viruses spread among people. And so there's still a lot of research going on to understand just what makes SARS-Coronavirus-2, the virus causing COVID-19, so contagious. How does a virus like this begin in camels or in any other animal for that matter? And what happens to make it contagious to people? So there are many, many viruses that exist out there, both in domestic and wild animals around the world. 
some of these like MERS already exist in animals like MERS exist in camels where it causes little to no symptoms and MERS can already transmit from animals to people. There are other viruses out there that may exist in animals that can't readily spread to people, but a change in the virus's genetic code, known as mutation, can then give them the ability to spread from an animal to a person. So we know um, uh, camels are the main um, host. Uh, do any other animals carry it, and do those animals spread it to people? So there's some data out there to show, for example, that alpacas, who are close relatives of camels, are infected with, with in areas where MERS is also existing in camels. And there's even also been limited evidence to show that MERS coronavirus can infect a few other animals. For example, it's been found in a very small number of sheep, goats, and donkeys, and they've found it in one cow. However, other studies have looked for MERS coronavirus in these animals and haven't shown any evidence of this. But it's thought to be very limited if it does infect other animals. And it's not thought that any other animals apart from the dromedary camel or the one-humped camel have a major role in the spread of MERS coronavirus to people. Okay. Um, help me understand this a little more. It's not very contagious, and it's pretty limited in the animals that it's found in. So how is it spreading? So it is widespread in the dromedary camels. Certainly, it's found quite often in these camels, and at least up to over 90% of camels in most places have antibodies which show they've been previously infected with MERS. So it's thought to be relatively widespread in the dromedary camels in these areas. And people who then come into close contact with the camels, it's thought that the virus can then spread from camels to people who are in close contact. But it was already in camels and just not detected until 2012 or somehow that was when it first got into camels. Um, so there's actually, there's been some evidence where people have gone back and looked at blood of camels from a long time ago, even back in the 1980s, and looked for antibodies to this virus back then. So it's thought that this MERS coronavirus has, has existed in camels for much longer than we had seen it in people. We first saw evidence of this virus in humans in 2012. It's not sure if any other sporadic infections could have happened before then that we just may not have known about. In person-to-person -person transmission, are healthcare workers more vulnerable as they are in the current SARS-CoV-2 pandemic? So certainly healthcare workers can be more vulnerable to MERS coronavirus infection as there are people that are more likely to come in contact with a sick person with MERS when they come into a hospital or even another outpatient setting. So the most important way to prevent healthcare workers from getting infected with MERS coronavirus is make sure these MERS cases are recognized early on as soon as they come into either a hospital or another healthcare setting, and to make sure healthcare workers act appropriately by using recommended infection controls, um, particularly such as isolating the patient and wearing proper personal protective equipment. So right now we're in the middle of this um, COVID pandemic. Um, will people even be looking for MERS? I'm, I'm just wondering if it'll kind of get ignored or misdiagnosed at this point? So certainly the, the concern with MERS is very limited from this camel to human transmission and in particular folks in the Middle East and people should ask about exposure to camels when they do seek care in the healthcare setting and they should be looking for the symptoms which are similar to the symptoms of um, SARS-Coronavirus 2 in some circumstances but certainly people should be aware if anything, they should be hyper-aware of anybody coming in with these respiratory symptoms. So if you 
are making sure people are isolated and wearing proper personal protective equipment for anyone with respiratory illness as you would be expecting to be at this time. I think the few MERS cases that crop up should also be covered by people taking precautions with anyone with respiratory illness at this time. Is it seasonal, like the flu? I mean, I know the flu does always stay around a little bit everywhere, but it's perceived as seasonal because it expands in certain seasons. Um, is that true for MERS, or is it just kind of there? So MERS is a little different from flu in that it often jumps from camels to people still rather than consistently spreading amongst people. But there is some limited evidence that MERS infections could occur more in camels during certain times of the year. So different investigations have shown more camels infected with the virus during potentially spring or summer. And this could be because camel calves are typically born in winter. And then it's thought they first become infected around six months old in the spring or summer. That said, we do find camels infected with the virus all year round in different investigations. So it's thought that people could become infected from camels at any point in the year. So there's still more investigations needed to be done into the seasonal nature of MERS. Are there geographic locations of MERS and camels and in people if, if they're not the same? Yes. Unsurprisingly, given the name, we see most infections in the Middle East in, in humans and camels. The most human MERS cases have been seen in Saudi Arabia, and cases have also been found in other countries in the Middle East, including the United Arab Emirates, Jordan, and Qatar. And again, additionally, this large number of cases was seen in the outbreak in South Korea in 2015. And it's important to note that all the human cases outside of the Middle East have actually had links back to people exposed in the Middle East originally. MERS coronavirus in camels is a little different because we do detect it in camels also in Africa as well as in camels in the Middle East. And this is quite interesting, and we don't know for sure why we don't see so many humans with MERS in Africa in these places where MERS is circulating in camels. And it, it could be due to differences in the virus. It could be due to differences in the human population or the camel population or even how humans interact with camels in these two different regions. So there's still a lot to be learned in this area. For now, anyway, um, they're saying we can't get SARS-CoV-2 from food, from eating food. What about MERS, say camel milk or meat? Are there any recommendations or can we get it from those things? So with MERS, there's no direct evidence to say that the virus is definitively spread from people via camel milk or camel meat. And it seems that the virus is much more likely to be spread from direct physical contact with camels. However, we're not 100% certain that the virus can't spread from milk and meat. And because there certainly are many other illnesses that can be transmitted from raw milk or raw camel meat, the CDC does recommend avoiding raw camel meat and raw or unpasteurized camel milk. Has anyone ever gotten MERS from those camel rides at fairs? <laughs> um, certainly not in the U.S. And there's no evidence that any camels, for example, in the U.S. have MERS, and we have very strict limits on where camels can be imported from. And as I mentioned, we have, we've only ever had two cases of MERS in the United States, and both of these are in return travelers from the Middle East. Okay. Um, apparently about 14% of cases in people are from unknown sources, are there any thoughts as to what might be the causes of these cases? Yes, and certainly with this 14% of people, it just means people who've had no direct exposure to camels or camel product or somebody they knew that had MERS. So this, these unknown causes, it could just be that these people did have contact with another person who had MERS, but they just didn't know about it. 
And if you think how many people you might interact with every day, it's certainly possible to come into contact with someone who is sick without you actually realizing. So an alternative theory is they could have come into contact with the virus on the surface, for example, from a sick person's secretions or secretions from a camel. This is, however, considered less likely, and there really isn't any strong evidence yet for this type of transmission. You work at CDC. How are you involved in studying MERS, and tell us about your job. So I first became in studying MERS as an epidemic intelligence service officer or disease detective working with the viral respiratory group. And I was involved in studying how MERS spreads from camels to humans and looking at some hospital outbreaks of MERS, and it was a fantastically interesting experience. I now still work at the CDC as an epidemiologist with the Global Rapid Response Team, and I'm currently deployed to the COVID-19 response. Have you traveled to the Middle East to investigate any of these MERS um, cases? I've traveled to the Middle East a few times to investigate MERS in a couple of different ways. Um, I traveled to the United Arab Emirates to study how MERS spreads from camels to humans in a market in slaughterhouses. And I also got to travel to Saudi Arabia to investigate two different hospital outbreaks of MERS coronavirus that occurred at the same time. So this is a question that's on everybody's mind with each other, I think, right now. What are you doing to stay normal during these stay-at-home times? <laughs> uh, this is a tough one, and I think it's really important to recognize just how abnormal these times are for everybody right now. For me, I'm still incredibly busy with work, and but that's, that's obviously a huge occupier of my time. But I also find time to connect with family and friends over text and video chats, and I'm a big fan of doing at-home yoga and I do like to acknowledge the few small advantages of this. One is that my dog is much happier now I'm working from home and I get to see her more. <laughs> I have two dogs sitting here with me as we talk. Yes, indeed. Okay, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today in the middle of your very busy world. Thank you. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the February 2020 article, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus Transmission online at cdc.gov slash EID. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.